The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope. Brought to you by Enzymedica with host Terry Aranga and Kristen Selby-Gonzalez. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guest illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here are your hosts, Terry and Kristen. Hi, everyone. This is Kristen Selby-Gonzalez, and I will be hosting this week's show. And today we have two amazing guests. Uh, We have Byron Katie, but our first guest is the one, the only, Jenny McCarthy. And I don't know if you are not from this planet, but if you haven't heard of Jenny McCarthy and what she's done for autism, I don't know where you've been, but we are just so excited to have her, and hi, Jenny. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited. This is so awesome. I mean, I know, I know, I remember when I first heard about your son, and I knew where I was the day I heard that because my little guy has autism, and I remember hearing your story and just feeling so inspired and feeling as though I wasn't alone, that it wasn't just happening just to, to me. It was happening to everyone in the world. Right. I think... And- I think that, that Oprah, that Oprah show, um, the first one I was on, was so huge for our community, and then also for all the spirits of those moms who did feel so alone, like you just said. It kind of sent this wave of um, comfort, knowing that we're kind of all these warriors pushing forth together. And um, a little bit of my story is that, you know, Evan was diagnosed um, when he was almost three, but he had started with seizures, and that led to an autism diagnosis. And through biomedical intervention, going to Autism One conference, learning about um, diet, detox, um, vitamins, all of these things that were I heard were getting kids better, um, I realized I had... I had to do it. I had to give it a try because my mainstream medicine wasn't offering any hope. And um, I'm a big believer that anything is possible. So I put all of my faith in it. And within a year, Evan made remarkable recoveries. He recovered his speech back, eyesight, social, full conversations. And that's when I knew I was on a mission to kind of spread the word that it could also happen for your child. Now, back up a little bit. Basically, when he got diagnosed, did he have any language or any eye contact at that moment? Evan had started off all of his milestones pretty right on target. So he was saying, um, like, mama and juice. And then uh, after his seizure, um, he had stopped. He had lost pretty much all of his language. And... 
he regressed so fast into autism, then he lost all eye contact and was just, um, it was almost like, and parents have said this to me before, it's like invasion of the body snatchers. Like we had this child that was kind of connected with mom and then all of a sudden someone took them away. It's like, what happened? You were, you were here. I saw you. It was and like they left a show where your child was, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, after all of that hard, you know, work through ABA, through speech, through biomedical intervention, I saw that little spirit come back. Mm. And, and where is he today? Today he is eight years old. He's doing great. Um, he did have a seizure about a month ago, but um, that was three after three years of not having any. So oh. I consider it to still be so much better than it used to be. He is in third grade. He um, loves girls and loves <laughs> killing bugs. So I would say he's right on target. Well, you don't kill them. You collect them. He's sitting next to me listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. He's like, I don't kill bugs. I'm like, you're right. You collect them. We have containers of bugs everywhere around the house. But he really is the ultimate example of, I think, hope. Now, would you, after his seizure, did you see any regression? Or you just, it was just, he had, was having the seizure and it was just that? Well, I noticed some regression happening before the seizure, you can tell there was some type of toxic overload, but I was so unaware and didn't know anyone in my family who had seizures, so I had no idea that he might have been coming sick in some way. And um, then the seizure happens, and that's when all the domino pieces began to fall, um, just from allergies to yeast to... Um, just falling off the map. That seizure, I don't cause, I don't see the seizure, you know, caused it. Seizure was one of those comorbid conditions that come with autism yeah. along with yeast and things like that. Um, so it was just, it was a spiral down, but I think it was due to the amount of toxins overload from the environment that just crashed and burned at a certain point. Now, um, does, is he still on a diet? Does he still do supplements? Where is he at today? Yes. I think, you know, it's, it's wishful thinking to think we can, you know, slow down on a lot of these vitamins and, you know, have, giving them these kids sugar. I think these kids are the canaries in the coal mine. I think they're showing us on how we need to live because our environment is so polluted and the only way, I think, to survive is by replenishing the bodies with vitamins. So he's absolutely still on his vitamins. Um, pooping is still a priority in this house, as every autism <laughs> mom knows. Like, yep. you've got to get the poop out. Um, and healthy mind, healthy body. So I make sure that body is clean so that, that mind can work away and learn. Well, I remember your first autism book, and I remember going into the bookstore. I happened to be in the bookstore the day it came out. And I saw it on the shelf, and I picked it up. And within, like, the first couple paragraphs, I was bawling my eyes out to where I had to buy it because I felt like, oh, my gosh, like, she so gets it. So for the listeners out there that are listening, if you haven't read that book yet, honestly, I think that is such a great book to give to not just, like, not just for yourself, but for your family members, your friends. 
so they can actually get it. So, I mean, I just, I'm so grateful for everything that you've done for our community because it really tells us that it doesn't matter if, you know, where you are at in society, you could be, you know, you could be in Hollywood, you could be in Kansas, you can be a mom, a teacher, a, it doesn't matter your profession, your nationality, anything, it happens to all of us. So you've just been such a great example of that. Thank you, you know, and I, you know, I, I promised myself, I promised God, I promised Evan, I promised the community that I won't just disappear and go away because Evan's doing great. I'm going to continue to fight the fight, and that's why I want everyone to come to Autism One, yep. which is free this year, and um, Byron Katie, who to me is one of the greatest spiritual teachers of our time. Um, I think, you know, I thought it was it was time after all these years I've been doing it to you know, we put so much attention on healing our kids, time to heal ourselves, too. And Byron Katie gives us such a great toolbox to get us through such painful moments and emotional breakthroughs that um, I asked her to join me this year. So myself and Byron Katie will be the keynote. So, And the keynote um, for the listeners out there, it is May 28th, and it's a pretty long keynote. We are so excited because we get you guys for such a long time. It's from 11.15 to 1.45, and that's on May 28th. That is going to be at the Westin in the Lombard, um, Illinois. Uh, it's, it's always in the same kind of area, in the Chicago kind of land area. The conference actually goes May 25th through the 29th, but um, Katie, um, By- Byron, Katie, and Jenny will be there on May 28th speaking. I, I think it's so amazing what you guys are doing because I talk to so many moms, and we're so focused on recovery for our kids. However, sometimes we let ourselves kind of get lost, and our identity kind of gets lost, and who we are before autism kind of we forget. Right. And so I'm so I, I'm so excited about this because if we don't heal ourselves first or if we don't take care of ourselves, I think I've heard you actually say this, Jenny, on some interview. Um, it's about the, um, you know, when you're on the airplane and you take the oxygen mask. And you yes. Know, I think I heard an interview. It might have been an Oprah even. Yes. And heard on yourself. That is so exactly what we're not doing, a lot of us in the autism community. It's so true. It's, and I find days hard for me to do it, too, but I keep thinking to myself, you know, one of the big things all of us moms say is, oh, my God, we can't die. Like, yep. this generation of moms, we can't die. Like, we need to take care of our kids. We can't die. But we're slowly just killing ourselves by not paying any attention to ourselves emotionally, physically, with vitamins. So I've started to learn whatever I give Evan, I give myself, period. Now, what, do you, what is your message for families that say, well, I can't afford to give it to myself and my son or my daughter? I would tell them that there are places like my organization, generationrescue.org. We do, we are, I think we're one of the only organizations that offer grant programs for low-income families. So we pay for your vitamins. We pay for your doctor visits. We pay for your lab samples. So I think you have to do... Um, some mommy warrior work and don't become a victim and say, I can't do it because we can't afford it. If there's a will, there's a way. You know, whether that's selling cupcakes at church, um, asking the schools to put on a benefit, looking for organizations like mine that do offer grant programs. Dig in, do the work, find it, and it will happen. Well, and it's funny because we're out there fighting for our kids, and yet that, is, that almost looks like an impossible feat when you first get that diagnosis, and yet somehow we do it. Like, it's, like it's not even a question. And so what would you say to those moms out there? Because I remember when I first got the diagnosis, I was told, 
my son Jackson would never look, he would never talk, that he'd be in a group home by the time he was eight. Well, he's eight now, and he'll be nine in April, and he's looking, he's talking. He's not recovered yet, but he's getting there. Right. And if, and if I would have listened, you know, to those people, I don't know where he would be. Today. Actually, I'm pretty sure where he'd be today. He wouldn't be looking and talking and riding his bike to the park every day, right? Exactly. I know. So, you know, the, the strongest thing we've got is mommy's instinct. And no matter what a doctor says ever, um, I listen to myself and feel that intuition of, you know, I will try the diet or I will try this vitamin. Um, and just listen to that inner voice because we, we know best. So leaving them with one last word, Jenny, because I swear I don't know what some moms would do without you. I, I hear so many moms say, well, Jenny McCarthy is doing it. If she can do it, I can do it. And, you know, what would you tell that mom right now who's laying in bed who maybe just got the diagnosis and she's feeling alone? What would you tell her? You know, I, what I've noticed across going across the country and speaking now to over 350,000 moms face-to-face the past few years is that there's two types of moms. There is, and two types of roads. Um, there's a road that is the victim role, which is, oh, my gosh, I have autism. Uh, my life is horrible. Nothing's going to come out of this. Nothing, I don't think they, if, if, if that biomedical stuff worked, my pediatrician would be okay with it. I'm just going to sit here, and I'm going to be a victim, and I'm going to, you know, enjoy some of the sympathy that I'm getting from my family and friends then there's the warriors who look down that other street and go, screw this, <laughs> my kid is coming back, I am going to get him the best he can possibly be, I'm going to follow the parents that came before me and the doctors they followed, and how to get my kid better, because I believe it can happen, and I am going to march forward on that road. So those moms that are wondering, to me there's only one road to choose, and I hope it's the mommy warrior road. Well, thank you so much, Jenny. You are just, you're just a rock star. You're so awesome. Thank and you, and thank you for doing this. And everyone, please come to Autism One. It's very important. Absolutely. And um, we'll see everyone at Autism One, hopefully, and we'll definitely be sitting in the front row, like, cheering you guys on um, during your keynote on uh, May 28th, Jenny. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jenny. Bye, doll. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. The Autism Hope Alliance is dedicated to the recovery of children and adults from autism. The goal of this nonprofit organization is to ignite hope for families facing the diagnosis through education and funding to promote progress today. Diet modification, biomedical intervention, and educational therapy have been shown to be successful tools on the path to recovery. Through these efforts, we believe hope will replace hopelessness. Recovery for our children is a reality. For more information, go to AutismHopeAlliance.org. Mark your calendar and set an alarm so you do not miss the highly acclaimed talk show, Holistic Living with Tina Marie and Todd Allen. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central, and 10 a.m. Pacific for inspirational, oftentimes edgy discussions on all that life brings our way with celebrity guests, world-famous authors, and everyday people dedicated to sharing positive, uplifting messages. Tina Marie and Todd Allen bring you the very best in talk radio discussions, guaranteed to make you smile. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope. With your host, Terry Aranga and Kristen Selby-Gonzalez. 
If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here are Terry and Kristen. I am excited to introduce our next guest, who is Byron Katie, founder of The Work, a simple yet powerful process of self-inquiry. She's also the author of three best-selling books, Loving What Is, I Need Your Love, Is That True?, and A Thousand Names for Joy. Byron Cade will be a keynote along with Jenny McCarthy on May 28th at the Long Bar Weston near Chicago at the Autism One Conference. I'm so excited to have you on, Katie. Thank you, Kristen. It's an honor to be here. Oh, I just think your work is so important for so many of our listeners. And, you know, before we jump into, you know, all these different things of which you talk about, I thought it was good, oh, it might be good for our listeners to be, get familiar with your work, which, because a lot of them probably maybe don't know exactly what that is. So do you think maybe you could give a description of what that means? Yes, that's a great idea, Kristen. So the work is a way to question the thoughts that are causing all the confusion and stress and violence in our lives. And what I love about the work is it all shows, also shows us how to identify those thoughts and assumptions and judgments that are so painful and so misleading. No wonder we, um, we suffer from our minds being confused. You know, what should I do? What should I do? And it, it, it can get pretty rough inside our heads. Oh, I, I, I think most of us are having a rough time at different points. You know, especially um, parents and, and having autistic, autistic children. You know, it's, that is such a blessing. These children are such a blessing on our planet. And every parent knows that. And yet, all this stress and, um, and hurt and suffering around it, you know, it's, it's, an, it's quite a path for, um, for those of you listening to this that have autistic children or someone, know of someone in your life that is autistic. And so, you know, I love if I can help in any way possible. And I found that inquiry helps everyone whose mind is open to it. Well, and I think when you start looking within what that fear is, there's always a target. And if you can look at that and you can really start understanding why you have it and to really face it. Uh-huh, yeah. It's just a matter of, of just slowing down to identify what we're believing in the moment, and then to question it, and in other words, to do the work with it. And to answer your question uh, a bit more thoroughly, Kristen, the work is just four questions, and then we turn the concept around to see if there's something there, you know, to opposites, to see if there's something there that makes a little more sense. So, um, and as I'm saying this, I'm realizing to a lot of you listeners, it may not mm-hmm. make any sense at all. But for example, if, um, if, if, if you had the thought, he doesn't listen to me, or she doesn't listen to me, they just don't listen. So let's, let's look at this just for a moment. And I'll walk people through these four questions and turnarounds and so that you can understand it more thoroughly. And hopefully, by the end of this program, you'll be able to do it yourself. And it's always free at thework.com. So you can um, get a little um, um, 
little schooling there if you'd like. But he doesn't listen to me. I'll say he doesn't listen to me and, um, and find a situation where you've experienced that. So once, once you've identified that situation, those images in your head of, the, of a past, they'll, they'll let you, you know, it'll come to you. So in that situation, notice, he doesn't listen to you. Now the first question of the four, is it true he doesn't listen to you? And then the, and, and, and it takes, you know, some, some listening to your internal here as you open to, um, to what is possible there. The second question, he doesn't listen to you. Can you absolutely know that it's true that he's mm. not listening to you and stay in that situation where you believed that he wasn't? Now look again, can you absolutely know that he's not listening? Do you? And then that third question, in that situation, notice how you react when you believe that thought, that he's not listening to you. Notice how you react. Notice the emotions that happen. And notice any unkind words that uh, you may have spoken at the time. Or maybe that look, you know, that we're so good at giving, you know, the look. Did you give him the look? Did you freeze, in other words, shut down from him? Or did you argue? Did you do both? Notice how you react when you believe that thought. And then the fourth question, in that same situation, notice. Notice in that same situation, who would you be without the thought? He, mm. does, he doesn't listen to you. And notice, and and in that place, you can begin to listen more closely and notice that with the thought, your mind was moving so quickly to convince yourself that he's, um, what, the enemy or not listening or unkind. And without the thought, all of a sudden we open up as we look into that situation from inside it. Okay, so we're just kind of looking at that old situation and now these turnarounds to the opposite. He doesn't listen to me, or he isn't listening to me. And then turned around, he does listen to me. So in that situation, see if you can find an example of he does listen to me, or he is listening to me. And maybe as you sit in the stillness of this, you can find an example and in my experience, if I find one, I can find two. If I find two, I can find three. So this is meditation, and it's where everything is solved in the silence as we tap into that wisdom that is always present, just waiting to be listened to. And another turnaround, I don't listen to him. I'm not listening to him. Now, in that situation, was I listening to him? Was I really listening? And to find an example of where maybe I overrode him. Mm. Which I know a lot of us do in a relationship. We do. We do. And it's so painful. And then we feel guilty for the things that we say and for our actions. And, you know, that's how guilt is born. We're believing our thoughts and then we're defending them. And through this inquiry, we, we often find that we were wrong. You know, imagine that. 
we were wrong. <laughs> we were just, really, we're just guilty of believing our thoughts. So as we do this work, it really slows us down um, to reconsider. Well, as you're speaking, Katie, I'm thinking in, in the world of autism, so many of us, as we're looking at autism in itself, thinking, well, autism is bad, as you were first talking about before, and not looking at it, just churning that around and saying, you know, you know, what is the good in autism? Because I know so many of us are on this journey, and we have learned so much along the way. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I think what the work is about is saving a lot of us those the hardship of having to live it out for years and years and the sadness and and the seemingly hopelessness of of wanting our to help our child and and you know sometimes being so uh, there be so much suffering around it as it doesn't work out the way we think that it should but um oh i just i just couldn't agree with you more well, it's kind of, you know, I know for me, when I first got the diagnosis of my son, it was so hard because I had this particular picture painted in my mind of what I thought life was supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. And and really just letting go of those outcomes and really just painting a new picture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because that's all we're doing in life, really, is painting pictures and it's all a canvas. And so, you know, what you're doing, I think, is so beautiful and so needed and it saves so much of us uh, not beating ourselves up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, we find our innocence in this work. And we find our children's innocence in this work. We find love in this work. And it's, um, it's a beautiful thing. You know, like we do. We have um, an idea of what our children um, should be born as and how it's going to be and what they're going to be. And, and then this autistic child comes into being and they don't match our dream. And mm-hmm. that's all that's going on. You know, my, you know, there is our real child, this child with autism, and then there is the child of our dreams. And how is an autistic child going to live up to that? So it's for us to wake up to reality and see what is really there is kinder, is dearer, and is really necessary on our path to wake us up between the difference of reality and what we want it to be. Um, Just another way of saying what you just said, Kristen, really. Well, and it's interesting because when you mention the word love, I I mean, I've never had a neurotypical child. So my, my child is autistic. And the amount of love and the purity that he gives me, to me, it's such a gift. I mean, he's so innocent in his eyes. He doesn't even understand. Like, in my mind, when I'm looking at him, my belief on it, at least, is that he's just the purest form of anything I've ever seen. And just, just his love is just so pure. And if we could help the parents understand that, I think we yeah. have a, it's a home run. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree. And, you know, that is why we have autistic children, to wake us up to something <laughs> that is much more beautiful than we uh, ever dreamed possible as we were dreaming of what our child would be before they were born. And um, and what a beautiful journey. You know, we all have our path. Some, some you know, they, they lose a child and some, you know, a, a, a partner dies. And, and for some, it's obesity. For some, it's drug addiction. And, and you know, our path, that's the one. And Everything in my world 
and I invite everyone to check this out for themselves, but everything is is there to just show us, get us in contact with that love inside of us that is our true nature, that everything represents and is there to bring us to. Well, I am just so excited for these families and listeners to be listening, and we're going to go to commercial break right now, but when we return, um, I would love, Katie, if we could kind of just go over some, some tips on some of this homework or the work that's on the site that, you know, they can jump in right away and do. So when we come back, we will dive right back in, you guys. We'll be back in a moment. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. The Autism Hope Alliance is dedicated to the recovery of children and adults from autism. The goal of this nonprofit organization is to ignite hope for families facing the diagnosis through education and funding to promote progress today. Diet modification, biomedical intervention, and educational therapy have been shown to be successful tools on the path to recovery. Through these efforts, we believe hope will replace hopelessness. Recovery for our children is a reality. For more information, go to AutismHopeAlliance.org. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. Do you know if kidney disease is affecting you? Are your kidneys healthy? You may have kidney disease and not even be aware of it. 26 million people have been affected by kidney disease. Teenagers today are being diagnosed with symptoms such as high blood pressure, diabetes, and obesity. These conditions can worsen kidney health and cause kidney disease. Be sure to tune in to improve your kidney health with your host, Dr. Rich Snyder, every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. The information you get on this program could help save your life. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with your host, Terry Aranga and Kristen Selby Gonzalez. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 1-866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here are Terry and Kristen. All right. We are back with Byron Katie and uh, just so excited to have her back. We've been talking about um, how we feel after we get the diagnosis and some of the questions that uh, her work goes over and really helping us do that turnaround. So welcome back, Katie. Thank you. And so when we were talking before, um, before break, we were talking about doing that turnaround and really looking at the gift in things. And so I know, um, I'm thinking, you know, as people get that diagnosis, a lot of us, and I, I was guilty of this, um, 
I remember getting the diagnosis and crawling into bed for about two weeks and crying my eyes out. How do we help the parents right now listening that perhaps are getting that diagnosis for the first time so they don't have to go through that? Well, for for example, what were your what were you thinking, Kristen? You know, let's look at the judgments. Like, this is a terrible thing. Yes, I remember thinking this is a horrible thing. Yes. I remember thinking this is honestly. I remember like thinking I had to grieve for my child. Yeah. Yeah, and, as, well, you you really did. When we look at it, he was not the child that um, that you imagined. He was no. your, he was your real child instead. So you know, here you have this your real child here for you. This this amazing gift, but your mind says you know there's something wrong. You know, it's this is a terrible thing. So um, so let's work with that one. So. It's a terrible thing, you know, in that situation. Yeah. So what what would what do we do? We so it's a terrible it. thing. Yep. And, that's and, and you go back into that situation where you got the diagnosis. And the question is, is it true? It's a terrible thing. Mm. Can you absolutely know that it's a terrible thing? That your child is autistic. And notice how you react in that situation when you hear the diagnosis. Notice how you react when you believe the thought. Notice what happens. Two weeks in bed, for one mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And, and disconnected with your child. Because Which wasn't helping anybody at that point. <laughs> yeah. And, and what else? How do you react when you believe the thought, this is a terrible thing. Autism is a terrible thing. Well, I remember beating myself up and thinking it was my fault in some way. Like, what could I have done differently? You know, and, could I have read another book or, you know? And that is, that is how you react when you believe the thought. Now, some of those things, you know, the doctors might say, you know, you could take a look at. And the bottom line is, here it is, this moment, there's nothing you can do to change the past. So how do you react when you believe the thought? You go back to all those moments where you maybe you had um, a hit of LSD or you ate a lot of sugar or you drank or, you know, or you had, you know, you gave vaccinations. You know, all of this comes to mind and guilt, 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 guilt. We become absolutely sick with it. What could I have done differently? In other words, we begin to live in the past. And, and as you're lying there in bed for those, those weeks, you see the images all those images of how you did it wrong. And then you see the images of the future. It's how you react when you believe the thought. In that situation, you see a future with your child never getting better, with your child um, looking different than the other uh, children, behaving differently than the other children. And, and then you feel all the emotions of that. It's how the mind reacts when it believes the thoughts. It's how the mind stays identified. It's, um, it's, it's a very natural thing. And what the work does, it allows us to wake up to just simply how the mind works and a way to end our own suffering. That's, that's awakeness. And then... Imagine in that situation, you got the diagnosis. Imagine who you would be without the thought, this is a terrible thing. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. So, you feel so light. Yes, I, I, and look at your child. With, yeah. You know, in that situation, look at the child, your child, without the thought, this is a terrible thing. Oh, my goodness. I, you know, I am just, the love that happens there when we're not believing these judgments, the love that happens, I think, is we're in terror over. They're so huge. Well, and I think also when you start predicting that future, and, and again, it's going back to that painting that picture, um, and I love that you can just paint a new picture and, again, just do that turnaround and really just change what, you know, from the have-not to what do we have. So let's move to the turnarounds. This is a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've done the four questions with it, so we have some education now. We've educated our minds and hearts. We see that it's the thinking, what we're believing, that is the problem, not the child. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's what those four questions do. They wake us up to the difference between what is real and what is pure imagination. And reality is always kinder than our story. It always is, always. So, so now we're at the turnarounds. So my child's autism is a terrible thing. So mm-hmm. what is the opposite of terrible? It's a great thing. Okay. So my child's autism is a great thing. It's a wonderful thing. Now give me an example. When my son looks at me and smiles, um, my heart melts. Oh, my son says his first word. I, I appreciate it in such a more meaningful way. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't take anything for granted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything else? If you find two, you can find another one. Oh, I could find a whole bunch, Katie. <laughs> so let's hear them. Let's hear some of them. I mean, this so, really is a celebration. Oh, absolutely. I celebrate. My, I mean, my, when my son looked at me for the first time, and really gave me that quality look, and they said that wasn't possible. I mean, that to me is such a gift. When I heard his, when I got to hear his voice, I mean, his actual voice for yeah. the first time. Oh, oh my, my gosh. It was, I felt, I can't even describe the feeling, yeah. how amazing that was. Yeah, the power of love. Oh, or the first time when I remember going into the house, and he runs into my arms and uh-huh. says, I love you, Mommy. Oh. And I just remember crying. I mean, I still cry every time he does that. Yeah, yeah. And I got so overwhelmed and just so excited. And I'm just so grateful for each and every one of those moments. Yes. And now go back to the situation where he wasn't running into your arms. Autism is a wonderful thing for those, those parents out there whose child are at the earlier stages that you, um, you live through. Oh, yes. So, well, I remember feeling that, like, my gosh, is this going to be it? Is this yeah. going to be forever? So autism is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Oh, it's I a great thing. An example oh, in gosh. that situation where you, where you receive the... Um, so just the connection, just being with him, just being with him in that moment. And he's in his world, but it's so wonderful because he's taking care of himself. Yes, and can you can you give another? That is so amazing, honey. That is so amazing. Our children don't have to come out of their bubble for us to love them and no. to accept them the way that they are. Give me another example. Um, when, when not only is he taking care of himself, but you know he basically he's okay. He is okay exactly where he's at. It's me that wants him out, not him. And you know that is so respectful. To notice that. It is such a balance to notice that. And I love 
that you're passing that on to the parents whose children aren't running into their arms yet. You know, and it always is a yet. But in the meantime, autism can be wonderful if we just are open enough to see it. Well, and our kids are our teachers. I mean, really, when you look at There's that... There's another one. Yeah. He was, he's, he's still my teacher, but he is the best teacher I've ever had. I have learned so much. And if I go back to the moment in the very beginning, I mean, he was my teacher from day one. Yes, yes. So, you know, that's um, autism is wonderful. It brings you back to your right mind and to your, your true nature and your loving heart and your ability to love under all circumstances, no matter what, your child. And to know that within yourself from actual experience. Autism is wonderful. And so let's, let's find another turnaround. Uh, autism is terrible. Another turnaround. My thinking is terrible. My thoughts about my child are terrible. Isn't, isn't that truer? Autism isn't terrible. It's what we're believing about yeah. autism and our child that is so terrible. That is the cause of all of our suffering. As you say, our child is doing fine. They're taking care of themselves. <laughs> they're just, you know, they're, they're inviting us to notice. And they don't move, you know. You know, when we, you know, when we move, our child moves. That's how it is. Oh, I've seen that so much, Katie. Yeah. I've seen so many times where it went, I give up a belief, and all of a sudden, it's like the floodgates open. That's I mean, right. I, you give up the belief that my child will never talk, and you believe your child will talk, and, yes. you, and you believe they'll do it in their own time without putting that pressure on them. Mm-hmm. But you just, it doesn't mean you just stop giving up the goals or the wants or the dreams. It's just letting go of those outcomes. The clearer we get, the kinder we become, and the more help we are for our children, the less fear, the more progress. That's how it is. So the work is about the end of fear. And, you know, we don't want to believe what we believe, what we are believing sometimes. But I could not pretend myself ahead of my own evolution. I had, it's like, I, I would do the work with a belief, and then it would let go of me, and then in its place was this amazing clarity and this, this beautiful world. And that would include our autistic children. Well, and I know when you said earlier about going to the website, I mean, people could do that today. They could go right onto the website, thework.com, and they can look at, they, could, they have, they have, um, you have different things on there that they can download today and start beginning the work today, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's all free on my site, and um, Loving What Is, the text for the work, is right there at Amazon online, and um, A Thousand Names for Joy is... Um, I, I would recommend that to every parent. It's, a, it's, it's, it's with autistic children. It's um, quite remarkable from the inside out. Well, and I know you have CDs and DVDs, and then also you have workshops that you do all over the world, right, Katie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do a nine-day school for the work. I call it the School of You, and it is, um, it's a place where we just take nine days out of our life and get, the, get this job done. And um, it's not, people don't have to go to the school. Again, it's all free on my website. And, oh. and there are wonderful things on, on where I'm working with people on YouTube, and there's one on autism, and 
on or it's in in the work store, the work.com store, on hopefully both. But yeah, it's all there. It's all there. Oh, okay. I am so excited. When we come back, we're just going to keep on going and talking about this. I, I think I could talk to you forever, Katie. I'm just so inspired by everything you do. And well, so, you've, you've made some amazing progress. Isn't, uh, isn't it wonderful to become closer to yourself and you become closer to your child and everyone that you love? Absolutely. It's, a, it's the deepest relationship I think you can ever have. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I'm excited to continue this conversation. And as soon as we come back, um, we will continue talking to Byron Katie. We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health and Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before... Let us surprise you. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with your host, Terry Aranga and Kristen Selby Gonzalez. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 1-866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here are Terry and Kristen. Hi, this is Kristen Selby Gonzalez again, and we have um, we have been talking with Byron Katie, and it's just been amazing. And if you guys don't know this yet, she will be a keynote along with Jenny McCarthy on May 28th at the Lombard Weston near Chicago at the Autism One Conference. And gosh, Katie, you have been giving us so many amazing tips and you know ways to think about stuff. And I know that this just helps with pretty much everything we do in life. I, I mean, regardless, regarding if you have a child with autism or a child with ADD or PDD-NOS or Asperger's, the list goes on and on. You know, it, it does. It's, it's, um, it's unlimited what we can heal. I know my daughter is so dyslexic and because I expected her and when she was a little girl, they didn't have the diagnosis yet. And 
So she, you know, they would call on her and call on her, use her as an example in school of how not to be, because obviously she didn't study, obviously. And oh my goodness, bless her little heart, she, 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 she would study. It was just not possible for her to grasp what they wanted her to grasp. And with no diagnosis, it really created a lot of fear inside of her. But then when she found the work, um, it all of a sudden, it's like the fear, fear began to leave her life and left her with the ability to read. And, wow. and she is not great at it. But because she's so fearless now, after having done the work, she is like some kind of whiz at seeing things, for example, on the internet that other people miss. They, she is so amazingly creative. So in that fearless little life of hers, you know, in, in other words, she's not afraid to look at words. She doesn't expect herself to understand them or to see them correctly or to see them or hear them the way other people see and hear. And it's okay with her. And that has released all of these wonderful um, gifts that she does have. So, you know, it is. It's across the board. And well, as you're talking, Katie, I'm thinking, my gosh, look at how much we limit ourselves when we really take on a belief of, you know, before we do the turnaround. Oh, my goodness, yes. It's like, uh, I'm stupid. There's something wrong with me. Um, and then when with the diagnosis, you know, it, this is hopeless. I'm, uh, I may as well give up. There's no help for me. Um, these, these judgments that run inside of us, oh my goodness, you know, there's a word for it. I, you know, I'll, I'll use the word hell. That's yeah. what it's like. And then the mind immediately, how do we react when we believe these thoughts? The mind immediately begins to show us images of other people that do it so well. We begin to compare the images. And of course, as mind would have it, it chooses the images of these perfect readers, in, in this case with Roxanne, and all the, the, the students that can grasp it. And then the image of herself who cannot grasp it, and then self-esteem drops and fear takes over and guilt. And she began to, um, to ditch classes to just, she just, it was just so unbearable. She couldn't go to her classes even. And this, and this brought on a, a, a life of, of, of addiction, all kinds of things. And, you know, she found the work and that was her last drink. It was her last drug because her mind began to make sense. So she she didn't need to numb herself anymore because she could face her fears. And then that helped her. What it sounds like is, again, she almost sounded as though she was self-torturing herself. Yes. And and with no way to wake up from it. So as she began to learn from me how to identify what she was believing, like I'm stupid, um, is it true? How do you react when you believe the thought? It all begins to take shape. You can see. And who would you be without the thought, I'm stupid? And then to turn around, I'm stupid, turn around, I'm smart. And then to begin to identify honestly without make-believe, without denial, 
or trying to make yourself look good, you know, without any of those things, where is it that you're smart? Just name one thing. Now, if you name one, you can, you can name two. If you name two, you can name three. She was really smart at getting out of classroom. She was really smart. You know, she, could, she had a whole long list of areas. But it's where we start. It's where we mm-hmm. started. But where are you smart? And then her creativity began to um, um, be shown to her. You know, she could start to name it. Where was she smart? There were so many things she was good at. And um, so... When we're believing our thoughts, those things, they live under what we're believing. So they're Mm -hmm. not available to us. And when we begin to question our minds, then these beautiful things have room to surface and reveal themselves to us, show themselves to us. And we begin to wake up to what we're here for, to what we're here to do. And Mm -hmm. that, you know, in in a loving, caring life of service. Well, as you're talking about this, I started thinking about all the divorce that's happening in autism. And I think it's one of the highest rates from what I've read. I think it's closer to 90% or more that are getting divorced. Oh, my goodness. This this work would be so phenomenal. I mean, can you imagine getting the diagnosis, right? And then the minute you get the diagnosis, you start the work. And imagine the family units that could stay together and just go on and just have a most beautiful, loving family. You know, I've been at this so many years, I don't even have to imagine it. Imagine it. it this work works for everyone whose mind is open to it. It is just so simple. You would not ever dream it could be so powerful. But, you know, my job is to um, end suffering in the world or, you know, my own and then invite other peoples to it. And you know what I love about Jenny McCarthy, other than everything? (laughs) (laughs) She is, you know, she does the work. Her mind is so beautifully clear and her service in this area, a lot of areas, but her service to this area, oh my goodness, she, that woman is tireless. She's not going to be, she's not going to be happy. Until, well, of course she's happy, but <laughs> she is, she is, I can see her on, you know, what, what a, what, what a, a gift, to, what a gift oh, to all of us. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh, she is tireless and she is determined and she is here for all of us and so I couldn't say yes fast enough to um, do this conference this autism conference coming up in Chicago and it is such an honor and like this interview Kristen you are a warrior for good Oh, well, I'm just glad to be on your guys' team <laughs> because well, this is the team I want to be on. <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly happy for that as well. Well, what is something the parents, because we have a few minutes left, and what is something that the parents and the listeners and maybe even the grandparents or the caregivers, what is something that you want them to take away, like they could do right now um, and really just begin this journey for themselves? Well, I would by loving what is first. Mm-hmm or A Thousand Names for Joy. And, you know, probably first I would go directly to the work.com and have the questions in front of me and then identify, no, even even more clearly, and it's all there in the directions. You would go to the Judge Your Neighbor worksheet and you would write all your fear on that paper and just follow the simple directions. And then all the directions are there. 
And, oh. you know, there's a little book there. It's, it's free, and it, um, it's in many, many different languages. And um, all the, the countries that Loving What Is has been published. And, and to just do the work, it will just simply walk you through these simple four questions to turn around and eventually they become alive in you. If you do the work every day as a daily practice, it is, it is meditation and it's like a guided meditation. Like my child, um, there's, there's something wrong with my child. And then is it true? Can you absolutely know that it's true? And notice, well, I... and to notice how you react emotionally when you believe the thought. And then to notice in that same situation who you would be without the thought. And then truly, people begin to understand from within to really get that the world is not the problem. It's what we're believing about the world that is the problem. Now there is a way to take care of it. And that is to question what we believe. You know, believers suffer and on. And I'm talking about these judgments that would cost us a beautiful world, this beautiful world that this that we have been gifted with. And and the divorces you hit on, that is so huge. You know, I just when you were talking about that, it was for me like you get the diagnosis and then you do what you did, you know, this is a terrible thing. And then mm-hmm. and then uh, a husband might say, oh, it's going to be okay, honey. And then because you believe your thoughts is a terrible thing, you strike out at him. Like, how can you say that? You know, you've got your head in the sand. It is not, an, an, it, it's not going to be all right. But I mean, any judgment that is against what is beautiful can set us off on, a, on the end of our marriage and the end of all the happiness in our life. And that is not helping our children and our relationships at all. Well, gosh, Katie, I am so grateful that you are on today. And I hope that all the listeners that are listening, they go to your website right now and go to thework.com and begin what Katie's been talking about. And I also hope that everyone that's listening, guys, you got to go to Autism One. She will be there. She's not only going to be there, she's going to be speaking from 11.15 to one. 45 on May 28th. And gosh, Katie, I don't know what a bigger gift other than that. I mean, that's just huge. I will be in the front row. I'm waiting for this day. I can't wait. You know, I'm, I feel the same way, Kristen, and I'm not just going to be speaking. Any of you listening that want to do the work, I'm going to be actually doing the work with people. Yeah. And, and just to witness someone doing the work wakes us all up. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Well, thank you so much, Katie. And for all of you guys listening, make sure to check out autismone.org and find out all the details on the conference. And Terry Arango will be back next week. And thank you all for listening. Remember, progress for one of our kiddos provides hope for all. Thanks again. Bye-bye. All right, Katie. That was awesome. Thank oh, you so much. Honey, you, you are a light in the world. Thank oh. you. Oh, oh well, my you goodness. For- Thank you for everything you do, and I look forward to meeting you face-to-face in Chicago. I do, too. <laughs> I can't wait to give you a hug. Thanks, I Katie. love it. Thank you, Kristen. <laughs> All right. Have a great day. You, too, honey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Enza would like to thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. For more information, 
go to autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with host Terry Aranga and Kristen Selby Gonzalez.